0: You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Hallelujah. So, you know, later on, the Philadelphia Eagles will be facing the defending champions, amen, the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, amen. Uh, Not only is it Super Soul Sunday, as I said, I'm going to be revealing the new banner for 2018, which is in that box right there, amen. We'll open that up, amen, and that will be our new theme for the year, amen. Uh, but how many are looking for growth in 2018? Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm not talking about growing older, amen. Uh, that's going to happen regardless, amen. But I'm talking about growing up in the Lord. Come on, somebody. I want you to tell yourself, it's time to grow up. Come on. It, it really is time to grow up, amen. You know, you know. We, it's not like we grow older. See, a lot of people grow old in the church but never grow But it's time for us as a church. It's for us to stand as men and women and to grow up. Things to be who God has called us to be. It really is time to grow up. Can somebody say amen. Come on. Well, if we're going to grow in the Lord, how many know that we need vision? Church. We need vision as a fellowship. We need vision as a church. We need vision as an individual for 2018. See, these two teams... That are contending later on this afternoon for the Super Bowl. These two coaches, amen. Uh, come on, these two cities have a vision to win. Both of them have a vision to win, amen. The Philadelphia Eagles have a vision to win. Their coaching staff, amen. Uh, is saying that for them, amen. Uh, they have to see themselves winning, amen. Team is visioning, losing. I, I don't think they're going in and saying, you know what? Oh man, we're gonna lose. It's the Patriots. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't think their coaching staff. I don't think right now in the locker room they're saying, you know what, well guys, just play a good game. We're going to lose. But you know what? Let's just have fun. Come on, if the coach did that, that, that that's pretty bad. I, I know that the coach has a vision. I, I have a coach that's saying, you know what? We're the underdogs. We can win this. Amen. He's pumping them up and saying, come on. He's painting vision. He, he's painting vision inside of that. We can win this. They have to have that vision to win. Now I want to start a little mini-series. that I'll start this Sunday and it will go through the month of February, maybe until March, amen. But the series is entitled, Do You See Where You're Going? Come on. Do you see where you're going? See, in order to see where we're going, church, let me know that we need vision. Come on, you need to see where you're going. Come on, if you can close your eyes, amen, go find your car right now. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Some of you guys should probably guess or find your way, amen, and, and try to get where you need to go, amen. Uh, but it's Saturday that many Christians are doing that. Trying to find out where they need to be, amen. But how many know that it helps when you can see. Come on, so in order to grow, amen, in order to be successful, amen, in order to have vision, amen, in order to know where you're going, you need vision. Can somebody say amen? But what is vision? Well, the definition of vision is this. The ability to see, sight or eyesight, something that you can imagine, a picture that you see in your mind, something that you see or dream especially as part of a religious or supernatural experience. See, when I got saved, I had vision that God was going to restore my marriage. Come on, I seen it. I said, God, you, I got to see it. I mean, it wasn't like, well, let's see what happens. I hope you didn't get saved and say, man, we'll, we'll see what God's going to do here. No, you got to have vision to say, God's going to make me an overcomer. God is going to deliver me from drugs. God's going to do this, do that, fix my marriage. Amen. You got to have vision right from the very start when you get saved. What does the Bible say about vision? Well, Proverbs 29, 18, the King James Version says this, where there is no vision, people perish. The NIV says it like this, where there is no revelation, People cast off restraint. The uh, the New Living Translation puts it like this. When people don't accept divine guidance, they run wild. The Message Bible puts it like this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Christians today are stumbling over each other. It's really sad to see the, the church today, amen, they're, they're, they're so confused, amen, they're they're stumbling over, they're fighting and bickering, amen, because they, they have no vision. Of course, not this church, Nah. This church is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look at them right now. <laughs> we need vision, vision, vision. <laughs> That's a new word, amen, Chinese, vision. Sorry, I need water, amen. We need some vision, church, amen. Church, if we don't have God's word in us, if we don't have no revelation of his word, we will die. The church will die. Come on. The big question is, who wants to die here? No one, right? So what do you need in order to live? You need vision. You you need vision, church. We need to see where we're going. You know, that's why we have a new banner. My my thing is I have, I'm a visionary. I look out towards the future. I I look out with God. You know, that's why I say I'm going to plant a church. And it's coming soon. Why? Because I have vision. Come on, the devil's not blocking this vision. I I know this took time and and we declared that over the years. But you know what, I have vision that we're going to do that. You got to have vision that, you know what, God's going to turn your life around. God's going to heal you. God's going to restore, amen. God's going to do something. God's going to save some people in your family, amen. You got to have vision for that, church. See, no one wants to die, so we need vision, amen, to see where we're going. See, vision for our personal life, uh, vision for 2018 uh, as a church, as a fellowship, uh, vision for win, uh, build, serve, uh, and send, amen. Because when we have vision, church, uh, when we have God's word inside of us, amen, uh, when we have the redemptive revelation of God, in others, when we can relate to God's word, Proverbs 29, 18 says this, it goes on to say this, whoever obeys the law is joyful, Come on, uh, another translation says, uh, whoever keeps the law is happy. Come on, uh, still another translation says, uh, come on, uh, he is blessed. The Amplify says, most blessed. Boom, hallelujah. Church, so when we have vision, church, you, when you have vision, you are joyful. You are happy and you are blessed. How many here want some vision? Amen. See, joy doesn't come without vision. Come on. Blessings don't come without vision. Come on. You're not going to be happy without vision. Come on. A happy meal is only for a moment. You need vision. Come on. Somebody say amen. We got too many happy meal Christians, amen. They just go for the little thing real quick. I'm I'm going for the whole thing, church. I want joy. I want blessings. I want peace. I want happiness. The entire walk of my ministry, my entire walk with God, will there be troubles? Yeah, but you know what? I can be joyful in my troubles. I can be most blessed in my problems, church. Why? Because God walks with me, amen. You got to have vision, church. So how do we establish vision? Well, of course we need more of God's word, right? We need to do it by reading and seeking and praying and fasting and understanding. Amen. I there's a lot of things that we need to do I mean, in order to get God's word inside of us. But in order to keep it established inside of us, you got to understand that vision needs to be spoken. Come on, vision needs to be declared. Vision needs to be pronounced. Amen. Uh, you need to speak it. You need to declare it. Amen. You need to announce it. Hopefully, in twenty eighteen, uh, that you spoke love over your life. That you declared love over your life. Amen. Uh, that you proclaimed love over your life. In order for you uh, to be who you need to be in God, it says no one has seen God, uh, but if you, if God's inside of you, then His love, then the love for each other. God sees there, there's people. God sees God in us because we love each other. See, it there, there has to be declared, I need to love, I need to love, I need to love. So many times it's like, I love them but not them. <laughs> we got to love, church. See, you really don't know if you really love people until someone unlovable comes your way. Then we can see, okay, let's see, Mr. Love. <laughs> let's see if you love here. See, it's easy to love when you love everybody. When they like you, but how about loving that one that doesn't that just rubs you wrong? Come on, don't look at them right now. Come on, don't do that. Come on, you know that coworker? That neighboring man, every time you walk out and you see my outside, you don't go outside. You wait till they go into their house? Hello. Come on, somebody. Or we go the other way, that brother and sister older oh, here. Hallelujah. The one that you ditch when you go shake everybody's hand, you're like, oh, man, miss them, amen. (laughs) Come on, church. See, vision has to be spoken over and over. It has to be repeated over and over. amen, over and over, amen, in order for vision to become vision. See, you can't be an overcomer until you speak it. Until you declare, until you announce it over and over, I am an overcomer through the blood of the lamb, amen, that has to be repeated, amen. When trials come your way, amen, I'm an overcomer. You have to declare it over your life. You can't be more than a conqueror until you speak it, until you declare it, until you announce it over and over, I am an overcomer through Christ Jesus. Do we speak that, amen, when we're hitting a trial? Come on, are you declaring, amen? Man, there's trouble in my house. uh, There's a situation, but you know what? Uh, The Bible says uh, I'm an overcomer, amen. Uh, I declare that. Uh, I speak that, devil, get away from me. Uh, I will overcome this. Uh, You got to declare it. But troubles hit our lives, amen, and we don't say nothing. You don't even call nobody. We just shut down. You know what I'm talking about. You go through a trial, we don't want nobody to know. You're in leadership, you don't want to tell no one either. You're going through stuff and you're like, you know what, I'm just going, I'm just going to be all right. You're not calling, you're not declaring, you're not using what God has given us, his word to overcome those things. You got you to gotta declare it, church. When I'm going through a hard time, I declare I'm I'm, I'm victorious. No weapon formed against me will prosper. You got to declare that. You got to announce that. You got you to speak it over your life, over your home, over your marriage. But you also need passion for that vision. Come on. When we have passion, then you'll be able to see vision. Isaiah chapter 43, 19 says this. And this is what the Lord will speak over this body this morning. For I'm about to do something new. Come on now. He's speaking over this body. He's speaking over your marriage. He's speaking over your situation. He's speaking over your children. He's speaking over your finances. He's speaking. I'm about to do something new. And he goes on to say, I've already begun. Do you not what? See it. See, you can't see what God's about to do in your life if you don't have vision, church. Come on, you got to see your harvest. You got to see your breakthrough. You got to see these things that God is going to do in your... Come on, is anyone excited in this place? You got to see it. Because God is speaking it over you today. Thus, say the Lord, I'm about to do something new in you. I talked to some men in this place, amen. Yesterday morning to this morning said, I'm looking for something new. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. I don't know what God's doing, but God's doing something. It's new. God's doing something new in you. God's about to do something new in you. Come on, somebody. See, Isaiah is speaking to the children of Israel here. And what he's really saying here, church, is says, do you have vision? I'm going to do something new. I've already started. Do you see it? Do you have God's speaking? Say, do you have vision? God's speaking to each one of us. Do you have vision? Speaking vision one time, church is not enough. Come on, we can say I'm I'm more than a conqueror, and then you don't say that for another 12 months. You wait for the next banner. Come on, you can't just do it once. It has to be spoken uh, over and over. It has to be declared over and over. It has to be pronounced over and over, In order for God's vision to get into our minds. You have to repeat it. We need his redemptive revelation repeated over and over. Listen, church. For you can be joyful, happy, and most blessed. Come on. You got to repeat this because, you know, trials and storms are going to come either way, church. You know, you, you can't say, no, I pray no trials. Say, Good luck, amen. <laughs> You're going to have trials. You're going to have storms. Jesus even said that in this world you'll have tribulation. He says, take, take cheer. Take joy. Be happy. I've overcome it already. I took care of it for you, amen. So you got to understand, we have to repeat that over and over because when trials come, amen, we don't have a shout. Come on, there's no joy inside of us. So the secret, amen, uh, to have vision, amen, to keep vision, uh, it brings joy, it brings peace, it brings happiness, it brings all the stuff that we need to get us through our trial. Because when the storm comes, it tries to block away our vision. But with God, he knocks it down through the midst of our trials. That in the midst of our fire, we can still see. We can still have vision, amen. Uh, even though we're whack, walk, walking in the valley of a shadow of death, amen. Uh, I have no fear. Why? Because his rod his staff comfort me. You got to have vision for that. Vision must be declared multiple times, church, throughout the year. Maybe throughout the day. Hallelujah for some. You got to declare that, amen. Come on, because Monday in the morning will be all right. Some of you guys got to declare it the, when you wake up. Because some of you guys lose vision right when you wake up, amen. <laughs> you already lost it, amen. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, I don't want to get up, man. Oh, work, amen. You lost vision. Some of you guys, maybe it's midday. Maybe it's, maybe it's at the evening. Amen. See, we lose vision through the course of the day, church. Even through the day, you have to repeat it over. Through the day, you have to remind yourself, amen. Especially when you go to work, you get some bad news. Oh, man, I got to repeat vision. You don't shut down. We repeat it, amen. We have to declare it multiple, multiple times, church. That's why there's a banner in our church. Not just say, man, look our banner. is kind of cool, ain't it? Brandon did a great job on that one. You know, it's not just a, to, for a look, amen, uh, but it, hopefully it's for you to be reminded uh, that throughout the year that we needed to love God, amen, uh, that when you felt unloved, amen, uh, and you felt, man, I can't get along, and you walk into the church and you see love and say, God, I need a love. I got to stop hating. I got to stop doing these things, man. That's my problem, God. Help me to see love. Help me to be loved to this dying world. It's a banner to remind us, to remind you, amen, keep vision. Let it be refreshed in your lives. We need vision to be refreshed. Can somebody say amen? See, as we go through 2018 and throughout our walk with the Lord, amen, vision needs to be refreshed. We need to be reminded so that we can what? Declare. If it's not in our minds and we can't see it, we can't speak it, church. It has to be here. It has to be here. You have to see it in order to speak it. You know, you can't just, you can't just go with doubt. Come on, baby, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, you, that's your man leading you. <laughs> there has to be a confidence. You got to be a confident. you got to have a confidence. You know what? We're going to win this. We'll get through this. It's a hard season, but we're going to get through this, baby. Come on. And just start repeating the word of God over the situation. Come on, because things happen. Can somebody say amen? Come on, circumstances rise up. She gets ugly again. Don't look at her right now. <laughs> and he does stupid things at times. <laughs> come on, it, things happen, church. Amen. Uh, when we get hit with storms, uh, problems, and trials, somebody say, oh my, amen. Uh, come on, sometimes life, how many know that life can sometimes slap you in the face out of nowhere? You've been slapped in the face out of nowhere? Come on, you're all all happy, Woo! praise the. What the heck was that? I mean, life can sometimes just slap you right in the face. Can somebody say amen? Come on, come on, a slap can slap the vision out of you. Come on. Let let me demonstrate. I need a volunteer. No one's one's a volunteer. Come here, come here. No one. Come on, vision, come on, uh, can cause you to backslide. You ever been slapped with a problem in life, amen? And you feel like backsliding? Vision, come on, can cause you to slap someone back. Come on, a slap can cause you to slap somebody. Come on, you ever been slapping all of a sudden, You're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you ever seen those other commercials that they're, 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 they're spilling hot coffee and they're like, yeah. That doesn't happen in life. Come on, someone slap you. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to slap back. Tell your neighbor, put your slap back. <laughs> Pastor Nun, I'm going to shake their hand. We go like this, ah, hi sis. <laughs> a slap from life church is a, is a, is something that's designed by the enemy to take you off course. And to make you lose your vision, let me tell you: if you ever been really slapped really hard, you can lose vision. <laughs> you see, like whoa, man, you get all blurry. I've been i been hit before, man, where I lost some vision. So, this is what happens, guys: we we can lose it, and it's caused by the enemy to distract us and to lose vision. So when you're going through that trial, that battle and the storms of life seem to rise up, vision at times can cause you to lose it or grow dim in your life. Can somebody say amen. Mm -hmm. Come on, we can all agree with that, amen, when things hit our lives, amen, we kind of lose sight of where we're going. We we had dreams, it's like 2018, you guys had dreams. Uh, Hopefully he says, "Amen. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, amen. And now we're three weeks, well, a month already into it and some of us have lost vision. Everything that you were looking for for 2018 now you got slapped right away. Amen. Uh, these things hit your life and now it's kind of kind of dim or blurry. And the things that we wanted to do now we're saying, "Oh, well, this is the way it is." And now you have listened to another lie of the enemy that's going to steal your year. That's why we got to declare it. That's why we have to announce it. That's why we have to proclaim it church. Not this year, devil. Not today, Satan. Not in 2018 not into my entire life now, you're not going to do this to me because I have vision. And I'm going to declare that I'm more than a conqueror. I'm going to declare that I'm not going to lose it. I'm going to declare when life slaps me, I'm not going to slap back, but I'm going to get on my knees and pray. There's been times in my walk, church, as a pastor, when things have slapped my face, amen, slapped slapped my life with problems, amen. In our church, the vision grew dim. I'm just being real, church. Because let me tell you, come on, it's not, a, you know, just because I hold this office that, you know what, you must have a blessed life. No, I have a blessed life because I trust in God. I go through trials and storms just like you do. I get hit with life, but it doesn't take my joy. It doesn't take my happiness, and I'm still most blessed. And I'm his favorite, too. I am. I am. You want to see the phone call he called me this morning? You want to see the text? <laughs> you have to believe that you're his favorite. All of you. I'm God's favorite. I declare that. You know what? Because he's always there for me, church. Because he's been with me, amen, when times that hit this church and hit my life or hit our marriage, amen. And, I, and you know what? Sometimes vision got a little dim. Like, what, what's, what are we doing? What's going on? There's times where I felt, you know what? One time in a season in my life, I felt like running. You ever felt like running? Just, take, just running away from your problem, running away from your situation. You ever see that, that Southwest commercial? Take me away? that sometimes, hey, amen, I just want to get away. I just want to fly away, just get away and come back some other day. Hey, amen, this time, come on, can we be honest? Sometimes we feel like, how many want to go home at times? Heck no. I want to run away. Don't look at them right now. I'm not causing problems, hey, man, I'm just telling the truth. And when that season hit my life, amen, I felt all alone, amen. uh, I was walking through the valley of the shadow of death, amen. uh, But God's grace carried me through. uh, Like I said, his rod, his staff, it comforted me, amen. uh, And when I was in that season in my life, when I finally came out of the cave like David came out uh, after being hounded by Saul, amen, uh, I needed my vision refreshed. See, there's sometimes we go through seasons to remind you of your vision, Because sometimes we can take vision or blessings for granted. And sometimes we got to go through a trial to see, are you really sold out for me, son? Are you really sold out, daughter? Amen. Come on. Well, I'm going to take you through a storm and see if you keep your vision. He's building us. Can somebody say amen? You see, when you're going through a season, when you're going through that battle, the storm or that situation, you can kind of feel that you're on the sidelines. Amen. Come on, you kind of feel out of place, amen. You, you get in a rut, amen. You, you, you don't feel part of it, amen. You're not part of the game anymore. See, when you're going through a season in your life, amen, all these things, you, you kind of just sit down, amen, and you get out of the game. You ever felt like, man, I don't feel part of this church no more. You know, I, I feel out of place. I mean, I, I, I don't got my groove back. You know, like Stella lost her groove? We kind of lose our groove. Can somebody say amen? Come on, we, we get sidelined in our, and we sit down and we, we're going through trials and we, we just put our head down. We're in the church, but we're not really here. Like, Troubles sometimes sideline us. Amen. And get us out of the game. Let me tell you every patriot every eagle wants to be on the field. They want to be part of the game. But a fumble, a miscatch, a missed field goal, a problem on the field can put somebody on the sidelines. Not only physically, but mentally. Come on, uh, that uh, that guy that dropped that that touchdown Imagine how he feels when, he, when that, that happens. You can be sidelined in your mind. And sometimes we're missing the very things that God is doing in our lives and we can just feel sidelined. There was a man in the book of Mark chapter 10. And this guy was going through a situation. This man had a problem. This man was sidelined in his life. If you go to Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 47, it said this, that when they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. Where was he? He was on the road, amen. He was sidelined. Put that back, the, other, the scripture back. It says that here he, he was sidelined. He was sitting beside the road. He wasn't in the game no more. He was sidelined. And when Bartimaeus, the Jesus of Nazareth, was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that Bartimaeus started to shout out him in the crowd, tried to silence him. And when they tried to silence him, he started to declare. And he started to shout even louder. His shout got louder that you know what happened? It made Jesus stop. And turn around. It got Jesus' attention. So he stops and he turns around and he calls Bartimaeus to come forward. And Jesus, look at the question that Jesus asked him. You don't have to turn there. You can read that later, amen. But he says, you know what, what do you want me to do for you? Listen, church. When you shout his name, when you start to proclaim and when you start to declare, Jesus will always show up. You got, some of you guys need to understand that and take that home with you. That when you start to proclaim and shout and declare, Jesus will show up. Bartimaeus tells Jesus, I wanna see. This is what he tells him, I wanna see. In the original language, Bartimaeus says, I want my vision back. Meaning at one time, he was able to see. But lost his vision, church, listen, along the way. See, I've seen many Christians settle for sitting on the side of the road. I've seen many Christians settle themselves on the sidelines. I've seen many Christians, amen, uh, settle for that situation uh, because of that difficult thing that's hitting their lives, amen. Why? Because they lost vision. Some of you here today, amen, you were walking, amen, you were talking, uh, you were announcing, you were declaring, uh, you were pronouncing, amen, uh, you were saying this was going to be my year, uh, whatever year that must have been, amen. uh, We come here and a problem hits us and we get sidelined. And we stay here because we lost vision. This is what happened to this man. He was able to see one time. And he tells Jesus, you know what, I want my vision back. How many want vision back, church? Because I want my vision back. Listen, church, when you are sidelined, you become defined by your problem instead of your potential. Are you understanding, church? Church? See, you weren't saved to sit on the sidelines. You were saved to be in the game. Come on, somebody. Come on, you're not saved to sit down, amen, but get involved. Get in the game, church. You may hate Tom Brady. I hate him. (laughs) I pray that someone poke his eye, that way he loses vision. (laughs) No, no, no. But Tom Brady, let me tell you, you can hate him, amen, but this guy doesn't lose vision. Come on, a problem happened, he can throw an interception, that does not define him. His potential defines him and gets him back, gets his vision back and wins games. Come on, you can hate him all you want, amen, but last year's game was evident that this guy does not lose vision. Down, what, 24 points or something like that, something ridiculous. And the dude just came back, man, you you can just see the vision in him. I'm going to win another Super Bowl. Come on. It was already over. Come on, Falcon fans were already at the city throwing the parade. And they're there, Woo! you guys lost. What? (laughs) Shut up. Come on, man. that's how far they were ahead. Like, no way. There's never been a comeback in history in the Super Bowl to come back 20-something points to win a game. And here we are. And, man, we we're sitting there watching the game. And, man, one of the brothers saying, he's going to start doing it. I said, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was Brother Darryl. He's telling me he's coming back. I said, no, no, he's not. And then, boom, one touchdown. I said, it's all right. It's all right. They got, yeah, three more to go ahead. And then another one. Then another one, then overtime, like no way, we're going to overtime. We lost now. I started to see the vision now. (laughs) This guy's bad, (laughs) amen. This guy's remarkable. Because he is not defined by the problems in the early half, amen. He was defined by the potential in the second half, amen, to win the game, amen. You got to understand, church, don't be sidelined with your problem. Come on, get up with your potential and do something about it and get back in the game. You see, when you're sidelined, come on, you lose vision. And several things happen. First, you're sidelined. You're out of the game. When you lose vision, amen, you're out of the game. You can't do nothing sitting down. Come on, all you're doing is watching. You're watching others that rise up. You're just sitting there, amen. You're, you're, you're defined by your problem. You just sit there, amen. You're watching life go before you. This is what happens when you get sidelined. you the thing is, you know, in other words, you, you just end up coming to church and you don't be involved. Come on, we don't, we don't need churchgoers. We need people to do stuff, church. Come on, you're not saved to sit down. You're saved to serve. Come on, we got to come in and we got to understand, but when you're sidelined by promise, when you sit there, church, you end up just coming and you don't get involved. Problems with sitting on the sidelines is this, church. You were created to walk with God. Not sit on the sidelines and watch your life pass you by. Listen, you'll never be satisfied sitting on the side of the road. You'll end up frustrated. Come on. If you just sit down just like this blind guy. He sat down. He was on the side of the road. Wasn't walking. He wasn't doing. He was sitting right there. He accepted this. But one day he says, you know what? Not today. Today's my day. I've been frustrated. Come on, when you sit down and there's nothing happening, you you get frustrated. Can I get relaxed a little bit here? No, bro. And there's sometimes like, you know what? We get too comfortable sitting down. You want to do something for the Lord? Oh, no, I'm okay. Thanks. I'm comfy. And we think, well, I got my ticket. We think that we're in already, church, because you're here. Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. Sitting in these chairs don't make you a Christian. It doesn't. That's why the Bible says many in that day will say, "Lord, Lord, didn't I go to church? Didn't I give tithes? Didn't I do this? Didn't I do that?" And he's going to say, "Away from me. I never knew you." You were just a sideline Christian. You were lukewarm. You know what the Bible says about lukewarm? I would spit right now, but I, you know what? I have dignity. But you can imagine what, that's what, you, that's what the Lord looks at. Lord God created you to walk with him, church, not to sit down. You will end up frustrated. And when you end up frustrated, you end up walking away from God. The second thing. You become dependent on the voices that surround you to direct you. These are voices from the devil, the world, and self. Yourself. Let me know that you listen to yourself. And then sometimes self will misguide you. So you're you're dependent on those voices. And when these voices are leading you, church, let me tell you, it will confuse you. You lose vision and you have no sense of direction. You're just following the voices that are misleading you. And within minutes, you got to understand, the voices that surrounded Barnabas, you notice that story? Told him to be quiet. Told him to be quiet. He doesn't hear you. He got no time for you. See, these are voices that are telling you here At PCLV right now, sitting here, when these voices come, amen, and and keep you sidelined, they're saying, shh, it's over for you. Give up. Come on. They're they're trying to keep you quiet instead of the voices saying, you know what, I can help you, son. I I can help you, daughter. Just come to me. Hang in there. Don't worry. I'm about to do a miracle in your life. I'm about to bring a harvest in your life, amen. That's why the Bible says don't give up. On your harvest, don't give up doing good things, for I'm going to bring a harvest to you. Sometimes these sideline things can be an emotional roller coaster. Can somebody say Amen? But I thank God that our God is not death to our voices. Third, like like Barnabas, like I said before, you become defined by your problem instead of your potential. He was defined by his problem. What was his name? Blind Bartimaeus. That's how they know know him in the neighborhood. He was defined by the problem and not his potential, church. Come on, are you defined by your problem today? Come on, can't get it together, Joe? I hope there's no Joes here, amen. How about loser Larry? You got any Larrys in the house? Don't raise it. Depressed Susan, messed up Marvin, Debbie Downer, doubting Thomas. See, not only was he defined as blind by Barnabas, but he even took a lower position and became a beggar. His problem lowered him down and took potential out. Went low to begging. And God's people are not meant to beg, church. All the potential He had, church, was not realized until Jesus came into the picture. Church, we didn't realize the potential that we had until Jesus came into our lives, church. Come on, we didn't realize that we were more than a conqueror, amen. We didn't realize that, that there's hope in Christ, amen. We didn't realize forgiveness in Jesus, amen. We didn't realize that there's joy, love, and the Holy Ghost until Jesus came into our lives, church. Came into the picture, amen. Till he stepped in, then you finally saw the potential that you have, church. We didn't realize that because we were sidelined and defined by a problem. You're defined that you're messed up, you'll never get it together. You're defined, amen, that you're just a product of the environment. Come on, you're just a has-been, amen. You're the mess-up, you're the black sheep. You're defined, amen, by your neighborhood. You are defined by where you are at, amen, uh, just a no-good nobody. But Jesus steps into your life, amen, and all of a sudden, all the potential in your life starts to rise up and say, you know what, I am a somebody, amen. I'm not a nobody. I'm a somebody, amen. You realize all the potential because Jesus steps into your life. See, he came into the picture to set the captive free. He came into the picture, amen, to, to set the oppressed free and to restore sight or vision to what? The blind. Church, Jesus gave us our vision back. I don't think you've got that. Jesus gave us our vision back. Because without Christ, amen, I was lost and I was bound. Come on, I was losing everything and I couldn't even see it happening in my life because I was so blind. But then Jesus came into my life, and he showed me who I was, a a wretched sinner, amen, that needed a Savior, amen. He said, God, I'm my God, forgive me. I repent, and said, God, I'm not nobody. I'm no good. He says, pick up your head, son. You're my son. You're my kid. You're a father, amen, and I forgive you. Stand up, because there's potential inside of you. I'm going to turn your life around, and I'm going to use you for my kingdom. Man, I got up, amen, smiling. Really? Man, my debt's paid in full. And you're going to use me? I never pictured this until I got vision. My wife didn't even see it either. He goes, I just want a saved man. Now you got a saved man, blessed man, good looking man, all the man. You the man, she got me a shirt that says, you the man. And raises me up to be a pastor. Why? Because all things are possible through him. (laughs) Come on, somebody. I didn't realize the potential I had until he came into my life. You take Jesus up. I die. I'm nothing without Christ, church. I only stand here because I'm His son, I, Amen. He chooses me to be here, Amen. He puts me here. I'm not here by. I don't earn this spot. God places me. He brings promotion. You say faithful, He brings promotion to you. Don't say you can never do it. Just let God lead you, Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, because you can do all things through Christ. Come on, somebody. I'm so thankful, amen, that we serve a risen God. And that's the good news, church. Huh? That lost vision, listen, if you have lost vision this morning, uh, it, it doesn't have to be permanent. God can restore what discouragement has taken away. The answer is to call out. See this blind man? See the, what made the difference that day when he was sidelined on the road? That he. He felt Jesus. Somebody invited him to church. And he called out. Come on, your vision, if you lost it, it's not permanent. God can restore it. You got to make up your mind to shout. You got to make up your mind to declare. You got to make up your mind to proclaim, uh, pronounce. And say, today, I'm getting my. Son of David, have mercy on me. What do you want, son? What do you want, daughter? I want my vision back. I lost it along the way. I got sidelined with a problem. And I became defined by my problem. But today, I want to look at my potential in you. And he gave him his vision back. Jesus asked Barnabas, what do you want? I want my vision back. Church, there is strength in his presence. You will find healing in his voice. But in order to be the voice, you need to shout it. Vision is refreshed and renewed. Listen, in the presence of God. Barnamaeus got rid of the blind and became just Barnabas, Got his vision back and got back on the road with Jesus. I love the story how it ends, church. Jesus heals him on the spot. Let me know that Jesus can heal you on the spot. He still does miracles, church. Let me tell you, when I came to the Lord 23 years ago, and it's coming 23 years next month. When I came to the Lord, He delivered me from alcohol right there almost instantly. I've never drank for 23 years, church. That's the power of God. I never struggled, God just delivered me. God just still does things like that. God heals this man instantly. Right, when he says, I want vision back, boom. Whoa. Sight came. Bartimaeus looks at himself and he throws off his beggar clothes. He gets off the sideline. He gets off the the side of the road and he gets back on the road and he starts to follow Jesus. He gets back in the game, church. See, when you get your vision back, you got to get back in the game. Because if you keep sitting, you'll lose it again. Church, that's where we belong to. We don't belong on the side of the road. We don't belong sideline. We belong in the game. Doesn't matter if you make a problem, don't lose vision. Don't let the problem define you. Let your potential define you. Come on, what we need today, and I, I, I you know, like I said, you may hate this guy, but we need some Tom Brady Christians. <laughs> that keep fighting, amen. And say, I'm going to find a way because I don't lose vision. He has a vision. says, I'm going to win two more Super Bowls and retire. That's his vision. That's his goal. And he, then the dude might get it. You know, I'm an underdog dude, so I'm rooting for Eagles today. But I know, man, once he starts getting the ball out of the last two minutes, I'm going to start crying. Because <laughs> this guy doesn't lose vision. I'm just hoping the Eagles have a little bit more. I'm an underdog guy. Okay? I was an underdog. Wow. So I'm hoping that. I know it's gonna be a great game. We belong with Jesus church, doing what he's doing full of light. This vision must be refreshed and renewed in his presence. And by his grace, as a church, we stay on the road. Amen. I'll give the Lord some praise, amen.